You are Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Oakland Raiders. Just win. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Just win. Your team, Just every win. day. Just win. The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather beaten. He wears a hooded sash. With a silver hat about his head and a bristling black mustache, he growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. And the trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On Raider Podcast. I am your boy Q, your host. You know you can hit me up on Twitter at any time, at your boy Q254. That's at your boy Q254. This is Thursday's edition of the podcast. We have officially got past the loss to Miami. We realize the Raiders are 0-3 on the season, but you know, now it's on to the Browns at the house on Sunday. The 1-1-1 Cleveland Browns visit the Coliseum to take on the Raiders. Now, I know you heard Wednesday's crossover edition. I talked to Jeff Lloyd, the host of Locked On Browns, and my man is very confident in the Browns to get the W on Sunday, leave Oakland with a two-game win streak, and I will say I don't agree with them. I definitely think the Browns fans, all of Cleveland, you know, the, the team itself, they're probably feeling themselves. I get it. They ended a drought, and if they didn't have some issues in the kicking game, they'd most likely be 3-0 and on the season, but still they're the Cleveland Browns. Still they got some issues to work out, and you know, still they're on the road visiting the Oakland Coliseum, so uh, it's not like they're a football juggernaut. All right, They are pretty hyped right now. There's a lot of hype around Baker Mayfield. I believe that he's a hell of a quarterback, but don't think that he's just the end-all, be-all. So definitely think it's going to be a tough game on Sunday, but just not convinced that, oh, man, there's no way that the Raiders are going to go win that game. Look, man, you're playing in the Oakland Coliseum. You're playing against a team that hasn't won a game. John Gruden is not happy with uh, you know the performances of the team. There's a lot of things playing in the Raiders' favor for Sunday's game, but we'll definitely break down the game. We'll really break it down on Friday for the, the like preview edition or pregame edition, I like to call it. We'll definitely get into that. Uh, so uh, I just wanted to kind of give you a rundown of what we're going to do on the show today. Uh, matter of fact, in segment number three, going to play a couple calls I got off the Lockdown Raiders podcast voicemail line. You know, I like to hit those up on the daily. And I got like 10 or 15 calls, but I'm not going to play them all. I'm going to play like three, maybe four of them if I can squeeze them all in. Uh, so that's going to be segment number three. Segment number two, uh, really interesting. I want to talk about a segment that I heard on the Afternoon Delight Wednesday uh, afternoon on 95.7 The Game with Papa and Bonte Hill. And before you roll your eyes, because I know a lot of folks probably are talking about that station because a lack of Raider talk, but I will say this is a really good football segment. And anytime I can hear Greg Papa and Bonte kind of just go through football, I don't care what team they're talking about, and just break it down uh, football-wise, it's really a good segment. It's really a good listen. And uh, I was mowing my lawn yesterday afternoon, and I was actually listening in and thought it was a really, really, really good segment. So there were some parts that I wanted to bring to Raider Nation's attention for anyone who might not have been able to hear it or you know, just, just maybe kind of wanted to point out some things. So uh, I thought it was really, really interesting. They started talking about Gary on Conley, Sean Melvin and a uh, former Raiders defensive back coach Rod Woodson, who I also realize is not a favorite of uh, Raider Nation. I realize that he came on and uh, talked as well, and uh, it, it was a really good segment. So in segment number two, I have not only some audio, but then I have some thoughts of my own. 
Uh, I was trying to get Bonte Hill on the show, but he had some things going on, like scheduling conflict. We just couldn't get it knocked out together. But uh, he will join the podcast at some point. Uh, he's a real good dude, real good friend of mine. Uh, really respect his thoughts and everything. So we will get him on at some point. But uh, just got some audio that I got from uh, 957thegame.com, uh, just a little podcast of their show, and just wanted to bring that to you so you can hear it. So I'll give that. I'll let you hear those thoughts from Papa, Bonte Hill, Rod Woodson, and, of course, myself in segment number two. So right here is the part where I like to do a little bit of house cleaning, give you a little a few roster nuggets, let you know what's going on with the silver and black. Uh, I told you earlier in the week about kicker Mike Nugent, the fact that his hip was bothering him, and he was probably going to be out a little bit while well, the Raiders, they tried out six or seven kickers, including former Raider Giorgio Trevecchio, the guy who took Seabass's place in 2017, and they ended up settling with Matt McCrane. Who? <laughs> yeah, Matt McCrane, a guy who spent some time with the preseason, in the preseason and training camp with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, they've now put Mike Nugent on IR. That's the second kicker this season <laughs> that they've had lost to IR. Uh, it's really funny, man. When you look at the kicking game and you look at all these guys going to IR, it really feels like the years before Seabass. Remember when the team really couldn't find a kicker and it was always another name was being rushed in and, you know, I, hey, I get it, man. Kickers are kickers or whatever. But remember how for the longest when Seabass was there, it's just like, you know what you're going to get. You know who's going to be there. You know it's going to be number 11. Years before Seabass, you never really knew who was going to be. Years after Seabass so far, you never really know who it's going to be. Think about this. Let's go all the way back to 94, Raider Nation. Jeff Jager, remember that name? Yeah, he was the kicker in 94. 95, it was Jager and Cole Ford. Number n- in 96, Cole Ford. 97, Cole Ford. There's a little consistency right there. Oh, the, it changes real quick. Don't worry. 98, Greg Davis. Remember him? I didn't think so. 99, Michael Husted, Joe Nedney. <laughs> remember that? And then in 2000, Brett Conway. He played one game and then gave way to Seabass. Well, and then we fast forward all the way to 2017. Think about that. 94, you had Jager, 95 Jager and Cole Ford, 96 Cole Ford, 97 Cole Ford, 98 Greg Davis, 99 Michael Husted and Joe Nedney, and 2000 Brett Conway, and then he made way for Seabass. And then you didn't have another guy until 2017. <laughs> Talk about some consistency right there, man. Again, salute to Seabass uh, just because of that consistency right there. 2000 to 2017, obviously George Trevecchio took over for Seabass with him on IR. 2018, they cut Seabass, they cut Trevecchio, signed Pinero as an undrafted free agent. I.R. Pinheiro, giving Mike Nugent the job. Now I.R. and Mike Nugent. Sign Matt McCrane. <laughs> and a little side note on Matt McCrane. When he got the call from the Raiders to come in and work out, he was actually working on a roof of a house in Manhattan, Kansas, that he was helped flipping. Yeah, he was flipping his house. Or not his house, but he was flipping a house. So that's what he was doing in his spare time. But now he's the new Raiders kicker. Uh, but that's what he was doing when he got the call. That's according to Mike Fisher at Fish Sports on Twitter. It's kind of like that situation, you know what I'm saying? When I think about the kicking game, it's kind of like that long-term girlfriend that you have, you know, and you have her, you have her, you have her, and you're like, man, this is getting old. We need to move on. I need to move on and do something else. And then when you find someone new, you realize she really ain't all that, and you should, probably should have just stuck with old reliable. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think of when I think about the kicking game and, and how Seabass is no longer there. Uh, it's, just, it's just one of those situations, man. It's really interesting. So I will tell you the situation now for Matt McCrane, he has to practice the rest of the week at the Coliseum trying to kick off that infield dirt because clearly he's never done that in his career. Again, undrafted free agent, spent some time this uh, offseason, preseason training camp with the Arizona Cardinals. But now all of a sudden he's got to hustle up and and learn that dirt infield and kicking off of that. And so he's got a a lot of learning to do in a very short amount of time. So I'll tell you right now, when you see the kicking game go out there, you see the kicker tried out there on Sunday, no matter what it is, kickoff, uh, extra point, field goal, whatever – 
I'll just tell you, you really don't have any idea of what you're going to get. You just really don't. At least with Seabass, and I'm not saying he was, you know, a 95% kicker or he was just money or he was a Hall of Famer or anything like that. I will say you knew exactly what you were going to get from him. You knew exactly what you were going to get from him. Never any questions. There's always a question now, or there's been a question now ever since he's been uh, released from the Raiders and now is up in Seattle doing his thing. So uh, just thought I'd pass that little interesting nugget on just about the kicking game, a little house cleaning that I like to call it right here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. All right, so coming up on segment number two, Greg Papa, Bonte Hill, Afternoon Delight from 95.7 The Game. Got a couple audio clips I'm going to play and uh, give you my thoughts on them. And just it, it really focuses on the Raiders secondary and what they can do to improve and, and why they're a little bit struggling right now after three games in the season. All right, that's coming up next on the Locked On Raiders podcast. Before I get into that, though, Definitely want to tell you about my bookie. My bookie's doing some great things. If you're trying to make some money on some football games, and I know a lot of people are, matter of fact, the business is bigger and better than ever at this point. Uh, my bookie is the way to go. If you're going to open up an account, if you deposit $100, they're going to deposit $100. They're going to match your, your money dollar for dollar. So that's that's the way to get hooked up. You know what I mean? If you deposit 100 they deposit 100 You deposit 150 they'll deposit 150 uh, They are the ones that are trusted. They are the ones that have been around the game as, for the longest, really. There's a lot to be said about someone who's been around the game as long as my bookie's been around if they were frauds, if they weren't good at what they did, then they they wouldn't be down. They wouldn't be uh they wouldn't be open. They'd be shut down by now, and that's not the case. So my bookie's doing great things. Uh, they have a lot of people opening up accounts on the daily. So if you want to get a little bit extra money, if you want to get twenty five dollars extra play, all you got to do is open up your account after seven p.m. Eastern time. After seven p.m. Eastern time, they'll actually give you an extra twenty five dollars. So if you're trying to open up a an account and you're just trying to match dollar for dollar, you want to put in a hundred and get a hundred. Uh, give them the promo code locked on. But if you're trying to get that extra 25 and you're doing it after 7 p.m. Eastern time, locked on and then add 25 on it. Locked on and add 25 on it. Simple as that. Get hooked up with mybookie.com. Segment number two is coming up next. You are locked on Raiders, your daily Oakland Raiders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, welcome back to the Locked On Raiders podcast. I'm your boy Q. You know, you can always hit me up on Twitter. Love to interact with uh, Raider Nation, Raider fans. It's all good. At your boy Q254. And I was talking about, before we went to break, about the fact that uh, I was listening to the Afternoon Delight on 95.7 The Game on Wednesday. Heard a really good segment between Greg Papa and Bonte Hill about the Raiders and their secondary and how they're kind of struggling. Greg Papa actually mentioned a technique that the Raider defensive backs and defensive back coaches and Paul Gunn the the defensive coordinator are actually trying to teach their defensive backs to do in a technique that they want them to do and it was actually something that Ken Norton Jr. tried to do as well when he was defensive coordinator and Rod Woodson was a secondary coach he didn't like it and and you'll hear in in this segment because I have a little audio clip of Rod Woodson speaking on it doesn't like the technique and it's called motoring out and basically you're bailing off the line of scrimmage as the ball is being snapped, you really don't get that press on the wide receiver, and he's basically trying to stay on top of things. But anyway, I, I want to play these these audio clips again, courtesy of 95.7 The Game. They can be found on 957thegame.com. Uh, the first audio clip right here, we're going to jump right into it, man, Fast and Furious, is Papa asking Rod Woodson about this motoring out technique. Rashad Melvin is a guy they brought in as a as a free agent corner who played really well with the, uh, the Indianapolis Colts. He's been struggling a little bit this year. And uh, he brought up a, a a a a technique that Paul Gunther, the coordinator, wants the Raider corners to exhibit an impressed man. And I was thinking of you because I know uh, when Ken Norton was here, uh, he asked the Raider corners to do it as well, and it caused a little bit of a 
of a problem with some of the defensive backs. The term motoring out when you're playing up on the line of scrimmage and press man. Apparently, Rashawn Melvin is having a difficult time doing that, and that's why he's losing snaps to Dominic Rogers Cromartie. It's hard on radio, but if you could explain to me in the audience exactly what that is and what he's struggling with. Well, I mean, a lot of a lot of guys who have never played DB have a lot of different rules for DBs. Um, you know, when I was here, we had a six-inch step that we had to teach the, the corners, um, and then uh, you know, to the speed foot, and then a lot of people do do these motor the motor out, um, which is kind of like a six-inch step with both feet. And they really, what, what they want you to do is stay on top of the DB, move your feet. Um, I, I think the really good coaches in the league, uh, they allow those guys to, to bring their uniqueness to the game, uh, let them be comfortable however they want to play, uh, however they want to uh, get it done, uh, let, it, let, them, uh, let them do that. But at, at the end result, they have to stay top down. They have to stay up to shoulder down. And, you know, DBs, the best you know, friend a DB can have is pressure to the quarterback. And when, you're, when you don't have that many sacks, when you don't have that much pressure, uh, when your coordinator, um, you know, in his history, he doesn't like to pr- bring a lot of pressure to opposing quarterbacks. Now, you as a DB, you have to uh, be more cautious of that and stay on top. Um, and, and if you can play top down and let them throw the ball in front of you, rally down and make some tackles, you know, that's going to be key. Um, but, you know, um, to a covering corner, the best friend you can ever have is a pass rush. And guys getting that quarterback off the mark and making him kind of reset his feet uh, to allow you to make some, uh, some plays on the back end. So that was something very interesting, man. And, and that motoring out, I've heard that multiple times, and I've seen that, and I've heard that technique taught before, but I've never really heard players not like it or not be able to pick it up. So it's something that I really want to pay attention to, and I brought it to your attention because I want you to pay attention to it moving forward in the games coming up, and especially this one against Cleveland coming up on Sunday. They have a couple really good wide receivers in Jarvis Landry, Antonio Callaway. Should be interesting, man. See how that motoring out technique is is and see if you know at some point Paul Gunther just says you know what Melvin if you're not very good at doing that if you can't pick it up you know whatever gets the job done and that's how I feel I feel like no matter what if you're a defensive back however you get the job done the best is the way that you probably should do it but uh just just very interesting piece of audio right there here's a second clip is Bonte and Papa talking about Gary on Conley I had high hopes for this guy and I just don't see it right now missed tackles I wonder if there's something going on with his body I what what are, what is going on with Gary and Conley because he remember- can't tackle he can't tackle I didn't know. I remember uh, he has great feet. Rod loved him. Rod coached him. Rod sees greatness in him. Uh, I just didn't know. And I, I was kept asking, why is he not going in the slot? And Rod studied him coming out of school. So he looked at him. I, you know, I, I, he fell because of the allegations off the field, the rape allegations. And then he had the, uh, the vitamin D deficiency, couldn't get healthy. And I thought maybe they don't want him to go in the slot because they're hurt. They're worried that he's going to get hurt. He won't be able to heal. But I think he's beyond that. But then we heard it persistently uh, that he can't tackle. And that's that's a problem in the NFL. You could cover as well as you can cover, but it's going to be an issue uh, if he cannot tackle. And I, 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 I missed it. I just wanted to see a guy that could cover outside, inside. He's great. His feet are tremendous. Uh, but when a guy catches the ball on him, he can't get him on the ground. He costs you the Denver game. That should have been a five-yard gain, a simple slant, tackle him. He could not. 81, so was it 18 or 81s, running all zigzagging all around the secondary. All of a sudden, you got a chippy field goal. That, that's how you lose games. 
And I, I just, I didn't know he couldn't tackle. So that was Bonte and Papa talking about Garyon Conley and his struggles when it comes to tackling. And you see Papa even say, hey, he cost him the Denver game. The final clip I want to play is Rod Woodson responding to Papa, asking about tackling and if that's an issue or did he see that as an issue for Conley when he coached him and also when he even studied Ohio State film. No, that was an issue. Um, you know, he's a willing tackler. You know, when you, when you play in space, and if you stop your feet, if you look at uh, most of those plays, he's stopping his feet. He's allowing the defender uh, to make their move. Now, once a, once a DB or a, a defender stops his feet to a, an opposing ball carrier in open field, the advantage goes to the ball carrier. You know, you got to keep settling your feet. You got to keep eating that grass up. At, and as you eat that grass up, you know, they, the, the moves that they can make uh, in an open space is limited. Um, you know, so, you know, he's going to be a good player. Uh, you know, unfortunately, He's had a couple of missed tackles uh, so far this year, but I, I think um, you know he's a he's a good football player. He'll learn from those mistakes, and he'll get better as the season goes on for those t- for that team. All right, so that was just some interesting stuff right there. I hope you found it as interesting as as I do. A lot of times, man, I like to sit around and just hear. Uh, you know, football guys talk football. As much as I know and as much as I'm able to, you know, relay to the audience, I know guys like a Greg Papa who's been there studying it for so long. And, you know, he's he's one of the best for a reason. You know, uh, I just kind of like to hear his thoughts on things. And I found that very interesting. So uh, hopefully you found that interesting as well. Uh, again, that audio was courtesy of 95.7 The Game and can be found on 957thegame.com. All right, segment number three coming up next on the Locked On Raiders podcast. We're going to hit that Locked On Raiders podcast voicemail line, get a few thoughts, and we'll do that next right here. You are Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Oakland Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, welcome back to the Locked On Raiders podcast, Thursday's edition. Right now, we're going to uh, go to the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, take a couple calls, and I've been getting a bunch of calls. I appreciate all the calls I get. Uh, can't play all of them. Get, don't have time to get all of them in on, on this episode, but I'll continue to roll them out. You can continue to call in. It is all good. 707-654-4693 is the number. 707-654-4693. So i got a, three calls I want to play in this segment for you. First one's going to be from my man Brian in San Antonio. Hey, what's up, Q? It's your boy Brian from San Antonio, Texas. Uh, what's up, Raider Nation? Just wanted to let y'all know how uh, upset I am in regards to this 0-3 start. But uh, regardless, I am not giving up on this team. I still feel that somehow we can turn it around um, if we do get the dub this Sunday against the Cleveland Browns. Heck, maybe even go 10-6. and And if we do, I mean, heck, give uh, John Gruden Coach of the Year, man. Um, but anyways, man, I just want to tell you that you're doing an awesome job. Really love this podcast. Uh, Raider Nation, please don't loop lose uh, hope in this team because I sure as heck uh, ain't. So yeah, man. Take it easy and have a good one. All right, so there's Brian right there from San Antonio. Appreciate that call. He's frustrated but still really high on this team, thinking that they may be able to turn things around. And, man, he's really got a little bit of uh, confidence and, and a lot of uh, positivity in his blood because he's, he's thinking they may be able to go on a run and end up 10-6. and six. That'd be awesome. Uh, I like Brian's call, man. Short but sweet. Uh, like I said, a guy that still has some faith in this team. So uh, I know there's a, a big chunk of the fan base that still has a lot of faith and – I still have faith as well. I just want to see some wins. I just would like to see some wins. I'd like to see this team finish off games instead of playing three-fourths of the games or, or a half of the game. I want to see four quarters played, and hopefully they get that started on Sunday. Call number two comes from my man Mario in Tucson. Hey, Q. This is Mario in Tucson again. 
Hey, man, great podcast. A lot of good calls, a lot of people frustrated out here, like myself. But you know what? I think they're going to start winning some games. So let's, let's just kind of break it down a little bit. Right now we're 0-3, right? So let's just say for the next few months we figure out a way to go 3-1, and which means we're still going to lose some games, but we're also going to win some. Why can't we make that happen and see where we fall out when it's time for the playoffs? I don't, I'm not giving up on this season, man, just like I'm not giving up on this team. But clearly they need to fix a few things, and it's going to take them some time to do it. So give them a chance. Everybody out there jumping off buildings and panicking, that's not going to fix anything. Let these guys get out there, sweat it out, and grind it out. They're really close to winning games. I mean, a lot of these games, they just need to figure out a way to keep their foot on the gas pedal in the second half. They do that cue. These guys are going to be good. I said it before. I think that they have a chance to get themselves in the playoffs, even as bad as they played. I'm not going for that percentages crap on three you can't make it yeah bull crap these guys can get in the playoffs they just gotta just kind of you know fix some stuff there's a few things they can fix and i'm telling you they are really close but you know it's a play here a play there they just gotta get in there you know put in the work like they've been doing they'll start winning some games all right q mario and tucson out all right, so Mario, he's feeling the pain of Raider Nation, understands the frustration, but he's kind of similar to Brian in San Antonio. He believes his team could turn things around. Is only a player or two away from winning these games. And he even used the P word. Yeah, the P word, playoffs. <laughs> P word is playoffs. But, you know, it's funny because Marshawn Lynch, he talked after the, the Miami loss and said that this team was one player, two plays away from really being good. And, and he believed in what they had in that locker room. And, again, that really said a lot to me when I heard Marshawn talking about that because it's very rare, one, that you even hear him talk, and, two, that you hear him say that, you know, hey, we're only one play away from being a really good team. So, uh, obviously, he has faith. Mario in Tucson has faith. Brian in San Antonio has faith. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. Again, big game on Sunday. You never want to go down. Well, you don't want to be 0-3, but you sure as hell don't want to be 0-4. You don't want to lose to Cleveland. You don't want to lose to Hugh Jackson. You don't want to lose on your home field. I mean, there's so many things you don't want to do. The best thing for them to do on Sunday is to go out and just do it, get that W. So, uh, good call right there from my man Mario in Tucson. And the final call I'm going to play for today is from my man Nico. He's from North Jersey. Yo, Q, it's your boy Nico from North Jersey. Uh, let me start off by saying, man, I love you. I love your podcast. I love everything you do for the Raiders. I've been listening to you ever since you were on Black Hole Banner with James, and I followed you on to the Lockdown Raiders podcast for daily Raiders coverage. I think you're doing a phenomenal job. Uh, real quick, I- I've been a Raider fan for as long as I can remember. I watch every second of every game, preseason, no matter how bad they are, I watch every game. I'm in Jersey. I got the ticket. I watch every single game. I'm an optimistic dude. I like to see the positive in things. But this, you know, this 0-3 starts got me frustrated. I'd be lying if I said it didn't. But again, I like to see the positive. Offense. We're starting fast. That's something we haven't done in a while. You know, three first drive scores. That's great. Okay? We're playing phenomenal in the first half. Defense, offense, we're playing great. You know, the halftime adjustments aren't there right now. They're going to get there. You know, Gruden, he's been out of the game for a little bit. He just needs some time. We need to keep the foot on the gas on offense. I feel like we get way too conservative. You know, part of me thinks we're getting so conservative and having these long drives trying to run the ball to give our defense some rest. 
you know, that proves maybe he's not he's not confident in his defense and they need as much rest as possible. Listen, I don't know. But I like what I'm seeing from Carr. I hate the people that write off Carr. He's a good quarterback. He can be great. With Gruden, let him keep building, okay? Let him keep building and progressing. This is his first year. He's three games in with Gruden. He's already putting up some great numbers. Obviously, the fluke with the Rams game one, they're great defense. It wasn't with him that day. But he came back in Denver, torched them, got the loss. Came back the next week, had a good game. You know, a couple couple iffy throws, but that's going to happen. He likes to give his guys a chance. I'm not not about to write off Carr. He is a bright spot to this team. We need some pieces on defense, and we need to keep the foot on the gas in the second half and pretend the score is 0-0 just like the start of the game. I hate the conservative play call in the second half. Keep the foot on the gas and see what you can do. Go down swinging. Okay? Don't play not to lose. Play to win. Again, I just want to say I love your podcast. I listen to it every day. I'm going to start calling because I really love what you're doing with the team. And, and I, and, you know, I, I really love this podcast. All right, Q. Take care. All right, there's my man Nico, diehard Raider fan. He looks for the positives, always looks for the positives, but definitely frustrated and said he'd be lying if he didn't say he was. Uh, you know, has the complaint about the great start and conservative play in the second half. I think all the Raider Nation has that. Team starts out on fire. Team starts out just looking great, and you're thinking, this is it. This is going to be the one where they're going to get that W, and then all of a sudden it starts bogging down, gets very conservative in the second half, and, you know, that leads to, to L's. So we're going to have to see, man. I'm very interested to see. John Gruden's had to see it. We all see it. So you know John Gruden. He's smart enough to see that what's going on in the second half, that they're bogging down, and, you know, maybe, you know, they are slowing it down and trying to be conservative to help out that defense just because they don't they don't have it to, to be able to maintain for four quarters. I don't know. But something's got to change. You're going to have to continue to put that foot on the gas kind of like Nico was referring to. He's a big car supporter. Won't write him off. I'm not writing him off either. Not writing him off either. I mean, he's he's done well. I've said it plenty of times. I'd rather go down with him throwing the ball down the, the field and, and either getting picked off or just incomplete than dinking and dunking and not getting anything. So I still think Carr is a really good quarterback. Uh, he just has to continue to prove it, you know. After that second half of week one, everyone, including myself, was really hard on him, but I think he deserved it. I mean, that second half of, of week one against the Rams, that was just unacceptable. But ever since then, he's been doing what he can do. Probably should have had a touchdown pass to Amari Cooper that Coop just quit on the route. Didn't think the ball was coming his way. Uh, I think that's a learning lesson moving forward for Coop. Uh, I don't think he'll be doing that again. He has to know that at any given chance, there's uh, the ball could be coming his way. And look, the really good wide receivers, and especially ones that play with really good quarterbacks, like the ones that play with Aaron Rodgers, they always know the play is never over. They always know to keep their feet moving, the play is never over. So uh, we'll see, man. Keep the foot on the gas. Go down swinging. Don't play to lose. Play to win. I couldn't I couldn't say it better myself. So great calls right there. Brian in San Antonio, Mario in Tucson, and Nico from North Jersey. Uh, this has been the Thursday edition of the Lockdown Raider Podcast. Hope you have enjoyed it. A uh, little house cleaning we did in segment number one. Segment number two, hope you enjoyed the little audio, courtesy of 95.7 The Game, Bonte and, and Papa in the afternoon delight. I thought that was some good stuff. And Rod Woodson breaking some things down. And, you know, Gary on Conley to go ahead and make those tackles. Going back to that segment real quick to make those tackles. You heard Rod Woodson say he's got to keep, keep moving his feet. If he stops his feet, it's over. Stops his feet. It's a done deal. So he's definitely got to do that. I found that to be very interesting. And I think that that's something that we should pay attention to on Sunday and see if this team, and especially the secondary, if they can improve their coverage and especially late in the game, if they can improve on their tackling. So 
uh yeah great stuff right there had a lot of fun on thursday's edition on friday we will be talking straight up about the game uh we'll break it down you know offense defense special teams how the raiders can get a w and what not to do to lose the baker mayfield and keep that hype train running okay that'll be on friday's pre-game visit pre-game show again that'll be friday's edition of the locked on raiders podcast until next time as always just win baby